Acts 19 verse 11 says this, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons and the disease departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. See, you can have activity. You can have excitement. But if you don't have change, verse 14, and there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, chief and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are ye? See, you have to listen to what the spirits are saying. Verse 16, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. That's how you know if it's God or not. Because if it's God, the enemy has no power against the spirit of God. If it's God, he'll never prevail over you. If it's God, he may leap on you, but it will be the last thing he'll ever do. Leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Can I stop there and tell you, this is how a lot of people are today. This is how a lot of people are that have been playing church, naked and wounded. This is how a lot of people are that have backslidden and they're not in church today. They are walking around naked and wounded. These, this is how a lot of people are that have just have tried to play or have tried to entertain and not allow the Spirit of the Lord to take complete control of them. Naked, wounded. Verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Can I tell you? When the enemy comes against you and you think it's the worst day. When you go through your worst trial, when you go through your deepest valley, when it's all said and done, the name of the Lord is going to be magnified in your life and in your situation. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Verse 19, I want you to get this. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men 
and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. I believe every time that we take up offering and we declare our declaration of faith, you can't speak it in faith and it not happen. I thought I'd get a little bit more on that. You can't speak it in the authority and the power of the name of Jesus and not expect it to happen. I'll go a little bit further. It said, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Can I say this very quickly? If the enemy can raise 50,000. If the enemy that does not have what you have, has not experienced what you've experienced, have not been bought by the blood of Jesus, have not got the power, the name, the glory, if the enemy can raise 50,000. Verse 20, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Hallelujah. And prevail. Praise God. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you for being here this morning. God wants to do something. Can we get make sure that our hearts and minds are sensitive and open? Hallelujah. Before the Lord, because God wants to do something in this house. The text separates those who are spiritually pretense from those who are spiritually intense. It is like the question, the demons asked of the seven sons of Siva. Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? I'm preaching today. Does the enemy know who you are? Does the enemy know who you are? It is the amount, it is the intensity of power and fire upon your spiritual altar that answers that question better than anything other. It cannot be answered by the fire you once had. It cannot be answered by the fire you recently had. Because the Bible says the deep calleth out to the deep. It says that the deep searcheth the deep. Hallelujah. And searches your being. It searches your being. The deep calleth to the deep and searcheth your being for its own echo. Your fire and your power has to answer that question. It's not if you were on fire last week. It's not that we had great services last week. It's not, hallelujah, if you had the fire once before. It's calling the deep, calleth the deep. And it's, it is waiting for an echo. It's waiting for something to respond. It's waiting for the deep, hallelujah, to get in contact with something that's deep inside you. It's waiting for the answer that you have right now. And only the fire and only the spirit and only the power of God can answer that question. Try it again. If you believe ultimately you are going to be victorious, 
in spite of every trial, in spite of every challenge, in spite of the valley that you're going through, in spite of the situation, in spite of what's going on in your life. If you believe that you're going to be victorious, it does not matter if you're going through the worst thing in your life right now. Would you give God a praise? Would you give God a shout? Would you give God some worship right now and not allow the enemy, hallelujah, to steal your joy or steal your praise? Hallelujah. You believe and understand because you are anointed. You are anointed to live this life. And yet you must understand that the anointing is God's enablement. It's his power. It's God's, hallelujah, empowerment that enables you to live a life that is victorious, enables you to live a life, hallelujah, of power, enables you to live a life, hallelujah. I thought there would be an apostolic church here today. Enables you how to have a, live a life, hallelujah. In other words, the anointing is not there to serve you, to live out your agenda. God has an agenda, oh my gosh. God has a purpose. God has a plan for your life. And when you get in line with God's agenda, he anoints you to do what he has predetermined for you to do. Can I tell you right now, the anointing is here. Can I tell you right now, the presence and the power of God is in this place. The enabling power of God is to enable you, to quicken you, to strengthen you, that you might have the might to perform the things that you cannot do in your own strength. There is an anointing that is coming in the hour that we're living in. There is an anointing that's on such a different level than we've ever experienced before that will come on you if you will allow it to and you will perform things that you cannot do even in your own strength. Can I preach it the way I want to preach it today? There is an anointing that's coming on ALL. Everyone watching online, there's an anointing that can come on you that you're going to be able to perform in the power and in the glory of the name of Jesus that you cannot do in your own strength. The anointing is a helper. One that stands alongside you to help you so you are able to lift more load than what is naturally possible. What are you talking about, Pastor? Because God adds his super to your natural, which makes you able to operate in the supernatural power of God. 
In reality, it is not your strength. Tell somebody it's not your strength. It's not your ability that enables you to do it. But it is the strength of the Almighty God. And beneath that strength, and beneath that glory, and beneath that power, and beneath that anointing, is just a small, frail human being who is intimidated and scared to death. And yet, God enables you by his grace. That right there was a shouting point. God enables you by his grace. <laughs> Waiting for just a little bit more. God enables you by his grace to do things that you have to stand back yourself and wonder, how did I make it through that? Can I tell you today, God has people today on a divine assignment. You are here because you're going through things that you've never been through before. There are people that are here, you're in a situation you've never had to deal with before. You're here today, there's people online that's watching, you're going through something you've never had to go through before. But I come to tell you in the authority and the power of the name of Jesus that you're going to look back and say hallelujah I don't know how I got out of it I don't know how God worked it out but I made it through it there are people today I don't know who you are I don't know what you're going through I don't know what you're dealing with but I'm telling you in the authority of the name of Jesus you're going to look back in about a few weeks or a month from now and say I don't know how I made it through it I didn't see any door that was going to be open I didn't know how God was going to do it but God's going to amaze you in the name of Jesus can you give him an advanced praise before it ever happens can you give God I didn't see how it was going to be possible. I didn't see, Lord God, how it was ever going to happen. I don't see, God, how it was ever going to come, hallelujah, to a uh, conclusion. I don't ever see, God, how you're going to work this out, bring it back together, mend it back together. I don't understand, God, hallelujah. But I guarantee you, in the name of Jesus, there are going to be testimonies that are going to be coming back and saying, you know what? I'm amazed at what God has done. I'm amazed how God has worked it out if I were you and I was understanding what God was saying right now and I needed God to work something out I would get to my feet I would start to shout I would dance in advance I would give God praise I would do whatever I had to do because God I don't know how I made it through, but I made it through. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, there are those here right now. There are those that are listening to my voice right now. Hallelujah. You are going to be amazed. Hallelujah. And look back and say, I don't understand how that ever worked out. 
but you couldn't do it on your own. You couldn't do it in your strength. You couldn't do it in your ability. You couldn't do it in your reasoning. It was the power and the anointing and the glory of God that stepped in. The scripture that should terrify us is one that says Samson, who was once anointed, got into a battle, shook himself, and knew not his strength was departed. He did not recognize his strength was gone. He thought he could do what he always did, but God stepped back for a moment to let him see it was not him doing it, but it was God doing it all the while. I'm, I'm preaching to people today, hallelujah, of that were once anointed. I'm preaching to people online that understand that you were once anointed, but God has stepped back to let you understand it's not by your power, it's not by your might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's not by your ability, it's not by your talent, it's not by what you know, it's not how, how long you've been in church, it's not by what you say. It's not by how you act, but it's by the power and the glory and the Spirit of God. If you could go and pull the rock out of Goliath's forehead and examine the rock, you would there see there was nothing exceptional about the rock. If you could raise up David from the dead, and look at his hand, you would find there is nothing exceptional about David's hand. If there was nothing exceptional about the hand and nothing exceptional about the slingshot that was basically just a rag. So there was nothing exceptional about the weapon and there was nothing exceptional about David. Yet David got an exceptional result. We must understand that God got behind what David threw and caused it to be effective. We cannot ever get to the place where we think that we have arrived and we think that we're doing it. It's never going to be your ministry. It's never going to be your anointing. It's never going to be your talent. It's never going to be your ability. It's always going to be the Spirit of the Lord. But can I tell you this morning, but if God had not got behind it, the rock would have fallen off Goliath's head like a raindrop and David would have gotten beat down to death. In our text today, the, the, the apostle Paul is so anointed, he makes ministry seem easy. He had such power he affected the atmosphere. Oh my gosh. He had such anointing. He affected the atmosphere. That should be the prayer and the desire of every Pentecostal apostolic believer that you get so saturated with the anointing and the power of God that you affect the atmosphere. My gosh. 
I don't know what it is, but the Lord told me to stop right here. And if that is your desire and that's what you want, I want you to lift your hands in this atmosphere and say, God, I want to be so saturated with anointing. Everyone online, even in your living room right now, lift your hands up. God, in the name of Jesus, let us be so anointed. Let us be so powerful, God, that we affect the atmosphere. Everywhere we go, we affect the atmosphere. Everywhere we enter in, we affect the atmosphere. I'm so sick and tired of the spirit of this age and the spirit of this world. Hallelujah. Coming into our homes, coming into the church, coming in the lives of our kids, coming everywhere. Hallelujah. Affecting everything. It is time for the people of God to get so anointed and get so powerful that we affect the atmosphere. His presence affected the atmosphere because of the gross weight of the anointing on him. People were taking handkerchiefs and aprons and putting it on their bodies and they were being healed. Paul had so much anointing. Not only was he anointed but the things he touched was anointed. If we could ever get to that place. Anything that was connected to him was anointed. He was casting out devils. He was taking authority over demonic influences. Paul would walk right up and cast those demons out. He did not beg. He did not plead. He did not question. He did not counsel. He would just cast out the devil. Because there are some devils you have just got to cast out. You can't beg. You can't plea. You can't negotiate. You've just got to say, okay, it's time for you to go in the name of Jesus. It's time for you to get out in the name of Jesus. There are people that are facing things right now in your life, and I'm telling you in the authority of the name of Jesus, you just got to take authority over it right now and say, hey, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to get out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Stop living with it. Stop cohabitating with it. Stop, hallelujah, feeling normal and comfortable around it. Hallelujah. It is not your place to feel comfortable around it, but it is your God-given authority to take dominion over it in the name of Jesus and say, it's time to go. It's time to get out. Hallelujah. I was never purposed for this. I was never planned for this. Hallelujah. There's too much anointing on me. The seven sons of Siva walked up and saw Paul casting out demonic spirits. And they said, you know, we can do this too. You must understand that the seven sons of Siva were the sons of a Jewish priest who didn't even believe in Christ, but was attracted to the power. We've got too many people attracted to the power we got too many people that are obsessed with the power, but not with the Christ. 
And they thought, we can get down this movement. We can do and watch. If we watch Paul long enough, we can mimic his movements. We can mimic his language. We can speak just like he can. and We can make our voice in flux just like he can. And we can do this, but there's something about the anointing. You cannot act like you're anointed. I'm going to try it again. You cannot act like you're anointed. The anointing cannot be, uh, it, uh, cannot be uh, 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 mirrored. It cannot be, uh, what, what is the thing? Imitated, mimicked. It cannot be, it cannot be duplicated. It cannot be bought. It cannot be borrowed. Mm. And it cannot be faked. It only comes from God. Oh my gosh. But pastor, we see all these other churches and even these mega churches on TV, they're having a move of God. It looks like they're having a move of God. Yes, there can, there can be moves of God. But is anybody being changed? Hallelujah. I want moves of God. I want the excitement and the power of the Spirit of God. But after it's all said and done, I want to walk out of here changed. Hallelujah. The last we hear of the seven sons of Siva is that they got beat up. That's the only time we hear. Where the last thing we understand of them, they're running naked somewhere and never hurt again. Because victory is not as simple as it looks from the outside. Paul was just walking by people and they were falling out. Taking handkerchiefs and people were being healed and delivered. Called out demons and kept on walking. Called out demons by the name of Jesus and they had to leave. And just kept on walking. Didn't stay for his name to be lifted up. Did not stay for people hallelujah, to say what great ministry you have. Did not stay and say man you're powerfully used of God. Just test them out and kept on walking. You cannot have victory without warfare. I'll try it again. You cannot have victory without warfare. And anybody that is having victory has had warfare. I'll wait for you on that. Anybody that's had victory has had warfare. Hallelujah. Anybody, everybody online, if you've had victory in your life, you know you've had warfare. I want you to hear this today. The psalmist says in Psalms 42 and 10, as with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? The first day they ask it, it's not hard. Because you'll just step up with great boldness. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. Then the next day, where is your God? 
Oh, he's here. God's with me. The next time, where's your God? He's nearby. The next time, where's your God? And you're still battling that sickness. And you're still battling that situation. And you're still battling, hallelujah, that circumstance. And you're like, he's around. And before very long, that stupid, simple question. He said that became like a sword in my bones. It wasn't anything but a question. But it was like a sword stuck in my gut. Because the enemy kept coming at me day after day. Where is your God? Where is your God? And at first, I had the faith and strength. At first, I had the power to answer him. But day after day after day after day, where is your God? Paul, what wearies you? Well, he said, I am more in labors and more abundant in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in, in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils on the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirsting, in fasting often, and cold and nakedness. But none of that got to me, Paul said. He said, none of that got to me. But it's the next verse that got to Paul. Verse 28 that says, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. He said, being shipwrecked, don't make me backslide. Being shipwrecked is not going to make me quit the church. I can deal with shipwrecked. That's one day, and it's over. I don't backslide over being cold because it will be warm again. And I don't backslide over getting hot because I know it will get cool again. But every day there is this pressure. Every day there is this enemy. Every day. And Paul said, that is what nearly made me quit. That daily pressure. That daily man on my job that just keeps on and over and over and over. That daily temptation on the internet. That nagging criticism from somebody. That ongoing pressure of that situation in your family. Oh my gosh. 
And that is what you face every day that you can't even see. Pastor, I'm facing things that you don't even know and can't even see. And it's systematically wearing away my faith. And it's systematically wearing away my calling. And it's systematically wearing away my apostolic identity. And it's systematically wearing away my power. not the big things. It's the daily things. Day after day after day. Where's your God? It's like a sword that's stuck into my gut. It's like a wound that keeps coming and coming and coming. There were seven sons of Siva, seven sons trying to do what one apostle had done. Let me tell you, more numbers doesn't mean more power. More numbers does not mean more power. Just because the enemy looks like it outnumbers you doesn't mean he's going to defeat you. I wish somebody right there would praise God right on that. Just because the enemy looks like he outnumbers you does not mean that he's going to defeat you. Just because numerally it doesn't look like you've got the support system you need. Ask Elisha standing up against 450 prophets of Baal. Ask him what one anointed prophet did against 450 fakers. I didn't get what I wanted. Ask Elijah, ask the prophet, ask the anointed one. Hallelujah. What happened when he came up against 450 just trying to act like they were anointed, trying to act like they got that the power. There ain't nothing like the real thing. I said there ain't nothing like the real thing. Somebody should shout on that right there. There's nothing like the real thing. You should be up on your feet giving God praise. Thank God I got the real. There's nothing like the real thing. Generally, when you're anointed, the odds are against you. But if God be for you, he's more than the world against you. <laughs> David said, though a host should camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, in this will I be confident. Hallelujah. The seven sons of Siva trying to do what one anointed preacher had done, and they got beat down. I want to tell somebody today, everybody watching online, quit crying and murmuring and complaining about what the enemy's doing. The enemy does not have enough power. The enemy does not have enough authority, hallelujah, to do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. If you're one person and you're anointed, if you're one person with the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, you'll defeat every devil, every demon, everything from hell and beat them down. Quit letting the enemy lie to you. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Quit letting the enemy, hallelujah, deceive you. There's more power in you than you understand. 
That's why he had to bring so many more because the enemy's afraid of you. The enemy's scared of you. The enemy knows it has no more power than you do. That's why he has to bring it on. That's why he comes in a big crowd. Why? It's intimidation. But can I tell you there's more power in one apostolic, powerful, Pentecostal believer than there is in all of hell. And you don't need to back down, but you need to stand up and you need to take authority in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel faith right now. Lift your hands in this atmosphere. I'm telling you right now, there's things in your house that are leaving right now. There's things that are coming to attack you. It's leaving right now in the name of Jesus. It's trying to get on your kids, but in the name of Jesus, it's got to leave right now. If I get two or three to agree with me, hallelujah, we're going to beat the enemy down right now. They're trespassing. It's hallelujah. It's not their territory. They don't belong there. And they've got to leave right now in Jesus' name. They have no business. They have no authority. They have no right. Hallelujah. Take your hands off of it in the name of Jesus. Those that have been suffering with sickness, it must leave right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. Those that are suffering with debilitating diseases, got to leave right now in Jesus' name. Those that have trouble in your marriage, got to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Attacks on your kids to rob them of their innocence. And their purity got to leave right now in Jesus' name. Take your nasty, filthy, perverted thoughts. Take your nasty, perverted hands off a child of God. How dare you even try to come in and put your filthiness on them. I curse it in the name of Jesus and command it to leave right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It cannot stay. If you are tired, sick and tired of the enemy always coming in, thinking it can do what it wants to do any way that it wants to do it. Hallelujah. Lift your hands in this place right now. Everyone online, if you're of the same way, lift your hands toward the screen because I'm telling you right now, it ends today. It ends today in the name of Jesus. It ends today in the name of Jesus. You are a blood-bought, <coughs> spirit-filled power anointed child of the living God you are a king's kid in the name of Jesus the enemy cannot have its way the enemy can't do it any way that it wants to it does not have the authority it does not have the right oh I feel something coming against me right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus 
It will try to kill. It will try to destroy. It will try to come against it. But I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, it does not have the authority. If you read the text carefully, they're running in behind these spirits, practicing for a while. Can I tell you again? If you read the text carefully, they're running in behind these spirits, practicing for a while. And I'm going to tell you, I'll I'll hit it and then I'll, I'll just go over it very quickly. God is removing people. (coughs) God (coughs) is trying to, (coughs) excuse me, trying to get people, get their focus back on God. Because the Bible says, try the spirits and see if they'll be of God. We've got too many believers running behind the spirits. Hallelujah. Trying to operate in something that they have no business operating in. We've got too many people, hallelujah, that do not have the spirit of discernment and trying to operate in something that is not of God, that's not holy, that is not anointed, and is not called of God. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I'd get. Praise God, hallelujah. They're running in behind these spirits, practicing for a while. Can I tell you something? If God doesn't speak to you, Do not open your mouth and tell somebody, God told me to tell you this. Do not try to practice with spirits you don't know of. (laughs) Heard Brother Arnold say it last night, and it's very true. It said, hallelujah, that the sheep know his voice. The sheep know his voice. You ain't got to wait for a prophet You don't have to wait for a special ministry to come along. If you're a sheep, you can hear his voice. If you can't hear his voice, you may not be sheep. But the sheep know his voice. Now God will send prophets to confirm. God will send pastors to confirm. Hallelujah. They come in and say, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. (laughs) But one day, see, things can only go but so far so long. There's going to be one day, one day it's going to be truth or consequences. One day, the only way you're going to survive is if you've got the real stuff. One day, hallelujah, you're going to have to stand by yourself. One day, you're going to have to stand up to the test. One day, you're going to have to walk with God when you can't see where he's taking you. One day, you're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. One day, you're going to have to confess your healing even though you still have a lump on your back or a lump on your chest or you still feel that ache or you still feel that pain. One day! I'm trying to make you understand this morning 
is that the evil spoke, which means it has the ability to communicate. The evil spirit answered back, which means it has the ability to communicate. It could verbalize. It could think. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to get you to understand we are fighting a real devil. It's not just this, uh, I'm going to make it uh, mentality. It's not this, I'm just going to survive. We are fighting a real devil who can communicate and who can think. Mm -hmm. This is not some nice devil playing by the rules. This is a hateful, nasty spirit that will hit you anywhere fight you any kind of way so you better put that cute stuff away hallelujah in the closet you better put that just going through the church routine away in the closet you better put just going through the motions in the closet and start going crazy hallelujah on this real devil that you're fighting my gosh Stop thinking you're going to get by. Stop thinking, hallelujah, hallelujah. you got to get serious about this. It's a real devil that's attacking your family, that's attacking your kids, that's attacking. Can I preach today on this thought? There is such a tremendous need for men and women of God who will stand up in our pulpits, who will stand up in our homes, who will stand up in our schools, who will stand up in our city and declare what does saith the Lord. Sadly today, the attitude that prevails in our land is to be tolerant and to be agreeable and be peaceful and be open-minded and accept everything and anything. Be a peacemaker. Don't rock the boat. But I came today to draw the line, a line between right and wrong, a line between truth and false. A line between sin and righteousness. A line between dead religion and the power of God. For too long the church has tried to blend in. I said for too long the church has tried to blend in. Go along. Get along. Be tolerant and not be judgmental. And the church has become so mixed up and confused and every kind of worldly and perverse and ungodly thing has slipped into the church. Hello? This is a place where you come and recover. This is a place where you come and be and you can be resurrected. This is a place where you run into and you find power and safety and peace and comfort. This is a place. 
but we've allowed every kind of worldly and perverse and ungodly thing has slipped into the church. We've got people doing things they've never done before. We've got young people messing with stuff they've never done before. We've got social drinking, gambling, homosexuality, wife swapping, shacking up, fornication, adultery, pornography. And now the church is open his arm to embrace religion that don't even recognize Jesus as the Son of God. There are anti-God. There is an anti-God spirit. They don't even recognize the deity of Jesus Christ. And they provoke the Godhead of self. And reject the blood of Jesus as the only remedy for sin. I just wonder today. If we carry enough fire, I wonder today if we carry enough power of God that will even disturb the devil. I'm talking to AOL Church and everybody that's watching online right now. I wonder today, do we carry enough fire and power of God to even disturb the devil? How long are we going to allow the devil to kill, steal, and destroy The word of God says, Exodus 10 and 3, how long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Exodus 16, 28, how long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? Numbers 14 and 11, how long will this people provoke me? How long will it be uh, be ere that they believe me for all the signs which I have shown among them? Numbers 14 and 27, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? Joshua 18 and 3. How long are ye slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers have given you? 1 Samuel 16 and 1. How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Psalms 44 and 2. How long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Psalms 62 and 3. How long will ye imagine mischief against the man. Psalms 74 and 10. Oh God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Psalms 49 and 3. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? Proverbs 6 and 9. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard, when thou, thou rise out of thy sleep? John, Jeremiah 4 and 14. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? Jeremiah 31 and 22. How long will thou go about, O thy backsliding daughter. Matthew 17 and 17. O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. How desperately God needs his men of God and women of God in the day that we are in. Stand up Cry out, how long, God, are the people of God going to allow this? How long, God, are the anointed going to let the enemy continue to grab territory? Jesus said, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. 
I'm talking about the move of God that will knock you to your knees. Not just running the aisles. Not just shouting. But a move of God that will knock you to your knees. The power of God would saturate you and take over a place and change your life. No matter the color of your skin. No matter the background. If you walked into the room where the Holy Ghost was being poured out, it would change and affect you. I'm preaching to this church today. We don't need anybody to come in here and just be amazed at entertainment. We need people to walk in here and feel the power of the Holy Spirit and that's being poured out and will be changed and affected hallelujah, in their life forever. You need to understand that you have a very real adversary who is bent on destroying you. Yes, he is. The thief comes to kill and to destroy. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The one who gives you power over the devil is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to try it again. The one that gives you power over your adversary is the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus gives you the authority. The name of Jesus gives you the right to exercise power. Every believer, I'm going to wait till I get it. I'm talking to people online. Every believer has the right to use the name of Jesus. Every believer has the right to exercise the power of authority. But if you do not have the Holy Ghost, you don't have any power to exercise. You're like a security guard or a night watchman who has the name and the badge but no gun. You're like the seven sons of Siva who tried to exercise power over demons in a man. They flashed their badge. They said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus by whom Paul preacheth. Come out of that man. Doesn't work like that. But they didn't have any power. They had the same badge Paul had. But they didn't have the same power. And the demons in the man ran out. And ran all over the seven, out of the house, naked and wounded. I don't know about you today, but there is no way, there is no way on God green earth that I am going to allow a devil to run me out of the house of God. There is no way. There is no way. I'm going to allow the enemy to steal my apostolic identity and run me out of my own house. There is no way I'm forfeiting my power that the enemy run me out naked and wounded. But we got so many people that walk out of the house of God like that each and every week. The Holy Ghost is the only power that can cast out devils. 
He's the only power that can drive cancer out of the body. He's the only power that can open blinded eyes. He's the only power that can deliver a drug addict. He's the only power that can set a homosexual free. He's the only power that can heal your body. He's the only power that can put your marriage back together. He's the only power to get you out of the mess that you're in. He's the only power that can deliver. He's the only power that got the answer of the hour that we're in. He's the only power. I want somebody to join me on this. Even if I just get one person, I want hell to go on high alert every time my feet hit the floor in the morning. I want hell to understand, hallelujah, I am a threat. I want hell to understand AOL is a threat to all of the kingdom of hell. Hallelujah. Now, Satan's kingdom is aware of who we are. I said Satan's kingdom is aware of who we are. Paul I know. Jesus I know. Satan's kingdom knows who you are. But you don't know who you are. Somewhere in the daily routine, somewhere living for God, you've lost your apostolic identity. Somewhere you've grown cold. Somewhere you've backslidden. Somewhere you've lost your ability to change the atmosphere. But can I tell you, Satan knows who you are. But you don't know who you are. That's why he asked, but who are you? He knows. He knows. He didn't ask because he didn't know. He asked because he wants to see, hallelujah, where your faith is. <laughs> he didn't ask because he's not aware of your prayers and he's not aware of the anointing that's on you. He's not aware of the power and the blood that's been put on. He didn't ask that. He asked to see where you're at. But who are you? If you're in right standing with God, you know who you are. If you're walking with him in strength and power, you know who you are. But if you're going through something, or if you're in the place that you're not supposed to be, or if you're a bad little bit lukewarm, or if you're backslidden a little bit, that question will make you hesitate. But who are you? <laughs> That's the question that has arose in this service today. And it's not being asked by God, and it's not being asked by the prophet, and it's not being asked by the preacher. It's being asked by hell. Who are you? He's asked because he knows who you are. Satan knows who you are. He tracks the anointing. 
He tracks the anointing. He wants to know where it is at all times. He knows where the anointing is. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. He knows where the anointing is. Don't get all bent out of shape because the enemy's always after you. You don't understand why he's after you? Because he tracks the anointing. He wants to know where the anointing is. Don't get upset when somebody gets stupid on the job. You know why? He's tracking the anointing. Don't get upset when somebody does you wrong. You want to know why? He's tracking the anointing. Because he's aware with what God is doing in your life. He's aware of the flow of the anointing. That is operating in your life. If you ain't got no flow, you ain't got to worry about the enemy. If you've been stagnant, if you're not moving, if you've been immobile, you ain't got to worry about the enemy because he only tracks the flowing of the anointing. <laughs> God says, Have you considered my servant Job? And Satan says, yeah, I've considered him, but you've got a hedge around him. I know who he is. He said, I know who he is because I tried him before. I know who he is, and when I tried him, I hit this force field. My gosh. I tried him before, and I know before you even tell me, God, you've got a hedge around him. Some of you right there, some of you online, you need to stand up in your house and praise on that because the enemy has tried to attack you, but he, every time he does, he hits a force field. You've got a hedge around you. You've got a protection around you. God has you covered in ways that people can't even see. Can I preach this for a minute? God has you covered in ways the enemy can't even see. Some of you avoid wrecks. Some of you avoid health crisis. Some of you avoid, you should praise God because you made it through COVID-19. Hallelujah. It did not come. It may have touched you, but it could not destroy you. I, I got a hedge. I'll give you some time on that, hallelujah. COVID-19 took a year, hallelujah. You know what our problem is? We'll pray for things for five years, and then when they come around, we'll worship for five minutes. We'll go through a trial for 10 years and give God a two-minute praise. I wonder today, hallelujah, is there anybody here right now that can give God a praise longer than what you've been in the trial? Somebody needs to lift up their voice and say, he's got you covered on the left. He's got me covered on the right. He's got me covered in the front. He's got me covered in the back. He's got me covered by the north, the south, the east, the west. He's got me covered. And when the enemy hits you, it just bounces off. He knows who you are. 
The enemy knows who you are. But the question today is, who are you? Does the enemy know who you are? Do you have a relationship with God that Satan knows your name? Trouble always comes asking one question. I said trouble comes always asking one question. Life is asking one question. Who are you? And if you don't fight it, it will take your stuff. I said, if you don't fight it, it will take your stuff. If this church doesn't fight it, it will take the anointing. If this church doesn't fight it, it will take our stuff. If this church doesn't fight it, it won't be here for very long. Pastor, don't preach like that. I've got to preach like that. It will beat you out of your clothes. It will beat you out of your anointing. It will beat you out of your ministry. It will beat you out of your calling. It will beat you out of your salvation and send you home bleeding and naked and defeated and doubt in your mind. This is critical. You can't use Jesus' name if you're not convinced of his power. And can I preach the way I want to preach? Hallelujah. That's what, that is what the problem is with the Pentecostal church. We use his name, but we're not convinced of his power. If we ever get a revelation of the power of the name of Jesus, my God. See, you're not convinced, but I'm convinced, hallelujah, the name of Jesus can do anything. All you got to say is Jesus, and something happens. All you got to do is mention his name, and something takes place. You ain't got to say Jesus heal. You ain't got to say Jesus deliver. You ain't got to say Jesus get me out of it. All you got to do is say Jesus, and something happens. I am convinced there is all power. There is all authority. There is all glory in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody you preach better than I can. Tell them. You have to believe before the first punch is thrown. You can't get in a fight and then to be convinced, hallelujah, the name of Jesus. You got to believe it before you get in the fight. Because if you get in the fight and the enemy gets advantage of you and beating you down, you ain't going to then get a revelation and be convinced of the name of Jesus. You got to get it before the fight. You got to get it before the first uh, punch is thrown. I don't know where you are hitting me. I don't know where the enemy is going to attack me. I don't know, hallelujah, what I've got. But I know when this is over, I'm still going to be standing here doing what I was doing before because there's power in the name of Jesus. My gosh. 
I've come to preach to somebody. Hallelujah. You need to get up from where you are. You need to quit allowing the enemy to lie to you. You need to quit allowing the enemy to fight you and wrestle with you and wrestle with you. Hallelujah. You need to get the authority of the name of Jesus back in your life, back in your ministry. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because I don't fight you in my name. I've come to tell you the name of the Lord is Strong Tower. Where the righteous run in and they are safe. Demons tremble at the sound of the name of Jesus. The Bible says the devils believe in one God and tremble. Whatsoever you do in word or deed... Do it all in the name of Jesus. I got saved calling on the name of Jesus. I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost calling on the name of Jesus. I got baptized in the name of Jesus. I got healed calling on the name of Jesus. I believe in that name that's been exalted above every name. That at that name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, somebody needs a hallelujah. Lift up your voice and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For the name of all power and glory. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will he do. When you say Jesus, that means you want something to open for you. I want everybody that's in a fight right now. I want everybody that's in going through something you've never been through before. I want somebody that's going through difficulty, somebody that's frustrated right where you at. I just want you to say one word, and I want you to say Jesus. Because immediately when you say that, something's going to happen. Everybody that's watching online, I don't know what you're going through, what you're dealing with. But if you'll just say that one name, something's going to happen. Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, every enemy, every devil is trembling right now. Hallelujah. Something just happened. Ask somebody this question. Do you know? How quick God comes to the aid of those who know the power of his name. <laughs> Do you know how quickly God responds when you say his name? Bam! As soon as you say it, something happens. This is it. Do you know where the enemy finds out? who you are, it's not on the mountaintop. It's not in your good days. Do you know where the enemy finds out who you are? In the wilderness. In the wilderness. He found out exactly who Jesus was in the wilderness. <laughs> the enemy says, I haven't seen you in the arena. I haven't seen you in the field. I haven't squared up with you yet. You're in the wrong place. 
trying to do something you're not ready for. Paul I know. Jesus I know. Who are you? Do you know why he called Jesus out? Do you know why he called Paul out? Out of all of everybody, why in the world is he calling Jesus and Paul out? All the apostles, all the disciples, why is he only calling Jesus and Paul out? Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? They have both been in the wilderness. And the question was answered in the wilderness, in the trial, in the situation. The enemy said, I've been there and saw it. I've been there and saw what they went through. I was there when they were in the wilderness. I saw Jesus. And he beat the daylights out of me. Paul, when he was going through the trial of his life, Paul took care of me too. But you, you've got to go through me before you can get that kind of power. But I've come to tell you, we've been through the wilderness. I've come to tell you, we've been through the worst trial that we've ever had to go through. I've come to tell you, we've been through situations that no one would even believe. And the enemy has been served notice of your power. And the enemy has been served notice of your anointing. And the enemy has been served notice of your calling. And I want everyone, I want everyone in this place that believes that. I want everyone that understands I've been through the wilderness. I've been through the worst thing that I've ever been. The church has been through the pandemic. The church, the, we have been through the worst days that we ever have been. And if you believe that, I come to tell you, hallelujah, do you, the enemy has been served notice on your power and your anointing. And I want every one of you to lift your hands and receive what God has for this church and receive what God has for your life and receive what God has for your ministry. If you're watching online, lift your hands right where you're at. Receive what God has for you. Your life. Your church. Your ministry. Your calling. Stay right where you are. Can I tell you the seven sons of Siva got beat to death because they used the name but did not know the God behind the name they used. And I'm telling you, the day has come where the church of the living God better understand and know the name, hallelujah, of the God that they're using. 
Hallelujah. Our text says, those who were critics were convinced. Watching the imitators be defeated brings conviction to your skeptics. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. When those boys tried to do what Paul did, they got beat up. And they were bleeding. And they got stripped naked. And the skeptics that didn't believe in Paul saw people try to do what Paul did and failed. The failure of the enemy convinced them more than the ministry of Paul. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't go over. The failure of the enemy convinced them more than the ministry of Paul. And there are people standing on the sidelines watching and waiting. And it's not going to be the, the amazement of your ministry. It's going to be the amazement of the enemy that's going to fail when it tries to come and do what it tries to do to a person that knows who they are in God. Because the Bible said, and many that believe came and confessed and showed their deeds. What does that mean? Conviction and repentance fell on them. Verse 19 says, and many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together, burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. What does that mean? Destroyed the works of the enemy. Completely wiped out false doctrine and bankrupt all of the enemy's advances. Verse 20 says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed, brought forth victory and revival, and the enemy paid for it. Oh, my gosh. How are we going to see what we're going to see? How are we going to do what God has prophesied over this church? I'll tell you, when we understand who we are and we get a revelation that we are anointed, when we get a revelation that we are the children of God and the power and the anointing flowing, hallelujah, not only is it going to bring forth victory and revival but the enemy's going to pay for it get ready there's going to be people that are going to give into the kingdom of God get ready there's going to be people that are just going to give land and building stand to your feet if you would I don't know what you're facing I don't know what you're dealing with I don't know what's going on in your life right now I, I don't know what it is I don't know how the enemy's attacking you. I don't know what is going on in your life. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's going in your thought pattern. I'm not sure what lies the enemy has told you. I don't know what deception the enemy's trying to bring on you. I don't know what's trying to fight you right now. I don't know what's hurting you. I don't know what's robbing you. But God is here to do something supernatural. If you'll just call on his name, God's here to change it, and it's going to be changed like that. I'm telling you, immediately it's going to happen. God told me before coming in this service, at the end of this service, miracles were going to take place. If somebody would just understand, hallelujah, who they are in God, I'm telling you, miracles are going to take, all you got to do is call on his name, something's going to happen in the name of Jesus. The enemy is standing on the sidelines asking the question, who are you? God is in this service waiting to perform something supernatural 
if you'll just call on his name. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you need. But I'm asking you right now. You need something for God. You want a miracle from God. I'm asking you to come right now. As you come, hallelujah, something's happening. As you walk your, make your way to this altar, something's happening. But when you get here and call on his name, something's getting ready to erupt in the spirit. Something's getting ready to change. Something's getting ready to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you will do that right now, I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to ask everyone to come. If you don't want, that's fine. But whoever comes, hallelujah, calling on the name of Jesus, something's going to happen. Somebody's come needing a serious miracle. Somebody's come needing a situation to take place. Somebody's come needing God to intervene and do something powerful in the name of Jesus. When you get there, would you begin to call on the name of Jesus? Would you begin to cry out unto the name of Jesus? Would you expect, hallelujah, that something supernatural and powerful is going to happen in the name of Jesus? Would you begin to call out? Would you begin to cry out? Would you begin, hallelujah, 